One hand speaks. What can I say? My arm doesn't fit. <laughs> I think it's so funny just to even say it. It is a little bit strange, but yes, my artificial arm doesn't fit my body anymore. Uh, podcast number 130. Here we go. What a weird statement. And I, I say that, I've been saying that more because people ask me how I ride my bicycle. I've been riding, riding it a lot more and I'm building a bike. I was very fortunate to acquire a vintage Ibis Mojo. <laughs> Yeah, what a score. 1993 steel frame. Sweet ride, sweet ride. But I still have my old school ride. And of course, I've been riding it a lot. And when people ask me about riding with one hand, I say, oh, no, I got an artificial arm, but it doesn't fit anymore. Or my arm doesn't fit. And it's really, you know what, it's kind of weird. There's a couple things going on. One, physically, it doesn't fit. And then two, I haven't worn it in so long. It feels so weird to wear. I gave up wearing an artificial arm quite some time ago. I just move so much more freely without it. It does help me with a number of things, tying my shoes and riding my bicycle. And when I was in college, I was ranked top 19 in the uh, in the world, I wish, no, top 20 in the country in pocket billiards. And I wore, you know, I wore my hook. I have an artificial arm, but it, it's a hook. And, uh, you know, I needed to shoot pool well. I mean, I can sh- I shoot a pretty good stick one-handed, but with, with the hook, it's great. Uh, I play much better, and basically, I, I just need it. And then, you know, uh, growing up, the first 18 years, maybe... Maybe a little less than that, 16, 17 years. I just wore it every day. And there was a time it was a very comfortable part of my body. Um, I was just kind of reflecting on when I was younger how I would hide behind my artificial arm, cover up the fact that I didn't have a hand. And, uh, you know, I reflect on that a little bit. Like that was kind of a big deal. So I always wore it. Uh, but now I never have it on. And actually, because of that, and moving a number of times, I, uh, I couldn't find it for over a month. I have, there's a link down, uh, in the show notes about, uh, not being able to find my arm. Longest amount of time, I haven't been able to find my arm. There's some great stories in there about losing my arm in strange places and how I have found them and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, once I found it and started wearing it, I was like, oh, this, first of all, it doesn't fit. Now, partly is because I've gained a little bit of weight and uh, my arm, my actual physical arm does not fit inside my prosthetic hook. And uh, I have a sleeve in there. I have like a neoprene sleeve that's actually pretty thick. Must have been when I was thinner. And... uh, Yeah, I actually had to take that out 
And then because of that, I just got too much space in there. So, you know, it's like wearing a shoe that's two sizes too big. Or if I put the sleeve back in, it's like wearing a shoe that's two sizes too small. So probably for the first time in, gosh knows how long, 18, 20 years, I have to go see a, uh, a prosthesist. These are the people that make artificial arms and legs. I like to call them a prosthetist, but I think prosthesist is the best way to go. I was supposed to call today, but I think I'll try to call them tomorrow. But I have to get some more neoprene sleeves that are thinner because I need a you know I need the arm to fit very well so I can be responsive on the bicycle. And then the other thing that's going on is just that it just feels so foreign. You know, and that's a strange feeling for me because I used to wear it so much and I'm fairly comfortable with it. Even though I don't wear it that much, I uh, I know how to use it and I have a lot of experience using it. So I don't want to not use it. And I, it really helps me out when I when I bike. So uh, the fact that it just feels so foreign, you know, I, I actually put it on, I was biking around with it and I, I, you know, as I had it on, you know, of course it doesn't fit that well. So, you know, I have to do some funky, uh, I have to bend my arm past my elbow in a certain way to hold it on. Uh, but then I'm maneuvering with it. I'm trying to tie my shoes again. And all I could think is, God, this thing is so clunky. I just, I don't move that well with it right now, and it doesn't fit, so it's just, it's just weird. It's just weird. My arm doesn't fit, and that is weird. It's weird to say, it's even weird to think, and it affects my bicycle flow because it doesn't fit that well. And uh, since I do want to spend more time on my bicycle, I am going to have to see a specialist, a doctor, a prosthesist to get some more parts built. So hopefully my insurance kicks in and covers that out. And uh, and all that gets taken care of. It's, you know, I for a number of years, I just had my arm permanently tied to my bicycle. Because at that time, that was probably, I swear, had to be the late 90s, early 2000s, up until about 2003 or four. Because I was just biking all the time. Uh, I can't remember when I actually acquired a car. So I didn't own a car until I was 33 or 34. Was probably, yeah, it was it was 2002 or 2001 or 2002. Uh, yeah, I got a car and then I just started biking less, but I still biked a lot. That was the tail end of my bicycling career. I was running... I, bicycling publication here in Boise, Idaho called Spoken Word. So spoke, apostrophe N, apostrophe word, spoken word. And it was a great publication. We delivered everything by bicycles and it was about awareness and sustainability and safety. And uh, I remember once I was calling some some local companies to see if I could get some financial support. And I was like, hey, this is Alejandro with Spoken Word. And uh, just looking for some donations, and the guy on the on the phone was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm sorry, we don't we don't give money to religious organizations." <laughs> I know what a great name, what a great play on words. Spoke n word, spoken word, great name for a bicycling publication. 
Um, and I didn't own a car at that time. So it wasn't until I got my martial arts school and a friend of mine at work died, willed me his car. Yeah. I should do a podcast about all the cars that were given to me. Four. I've had four cars given to me in my life. Uh, so yeah, and then I just started biking less. But yeah, in that transition time, when I was doing less bi- bicycling and more driving, I, uh, I I just had my bicycle, my artificial arm tied to my bicycle because that's when I used it. And at least I always knew where it was at. And uh, yeah, I got some looks, but you know what? That's okay. That's okay. So we're going to have to figure out, I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to do for this next run uh, of bicycling. I plan on spending a lot more time on my bicycle. And hopefully bicycles, I'm looking to buy another one. It'd be nice to have two. And I say that knowing I don't really have any place to put them. Right now, the bicycle frame and bike parts are hanging out in my room. I, I kind of sleep with the, with the mojo. And uh, But we'll see. We'll see. I am such a devoted lover of bicycles. I can't say a bicycle commuter, even though I did 10, 12 years all winter long. Didn't own a car till I was 33, just bicycled all winter long for for a decade yeah i love bicycles so i'm excited to get back into the flow and things like that but i got this little quirk i gotta i gotta find an arm that fits okay there we go my friends thanks for tuning in alejandro anastasio and the one hand speaks well you know what i don't even know if i don't have to say all that because it's all in my closing uh edit my closing uh What do we call that thing at the end? (laughs) Just my closing. Okay, my friends, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, Get on the bike. Have more fun. Be good. Be kind. And always, always do more good things. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.